It's 9.14. So as I mentioned, uh, I follow someone called Jacques de Goude on Twitter. And not sure why, but I just kind of got into the uh, narrative of how to make wine. He works at um, Slanghook, and uh, every day he's posting pictures and videos of what's going on in the winery, like what happens with the grapes and then what happens with this and what happens with that. And it's absolutely fascinating. I have no idea half the time what is going on, but I really, really find it fascinating. Nevertheless, we've got the cellar master at Slanghook, Peter Carsten, on the line. Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning, uh, Michelle, and thanks for the opportunity to uh, to, to uh, be with you and to um, maybe possibly um, giving you some answers on your questions. I hope I will be uh, able to do that. So, Peter, I'm assuming from what I've been following on Twitter that now is the time for harvesting wine. And I wonder if you could very briefly go through what that process entails. Yeah, Michelle, um, wine grapes are naturally grown in the Western Cape. Uh, well, there are some smaller other portions in, uh, in South Africa as well, but uh, the Western Cape is the main region of wine growing in South Africa. Um, and, and we in Slangwick is uh, situated uh, in the Breedercliff Valley, which is um, between uh, Paul and Worcester, if you can spot out mm. that two towns in the Western Cape. Uh, and we're surrounded by, by mountains, so we have a very typical uh, topography. Um, and, and especially where Slangok is, is, is a very small ward, uh, and we call it a ward because it's a very small located area, totally surrounded by mountains, quite high in altitude. And that gives different uh, slopes, different soil types, and also different uh, altitudes where different types of, of wine grape cultivars can be planted. But to come back to the process of making wine, um, wine is an alcoholic drink, uh, which is typically made from fermented grapes. Um, so, so how is it made? It, it is actually made by a natural process where yeast is, uh, cons- uh, consumes the, the natural sugar in grapes mm. and then converts that into ethanol and also carbon dioxide. And during that process, heat is released. So um, it's a natural process where natural fermentation takes place, but it's, 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 it's sort of manipulated. When I'm using the word manipulate, you can never manipulate nature, but it's, it's, it, it's tried to be directed into a certain uh, a final product mm. uh, by 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 managing the temperature um, and by by adding different um, uh, additives, um, which is all natural, and and that's why wine is a natural product, and and you can never intervene with with nature. So you have to work together with nature to get your final product, uh, because it's a very complex complex interaction between the biochemical development of the grapes, which is your, your, your source, um, mm. and, 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 and then that is reacted and involved in the fermentation process to supply that, that wine, which you can enjoy with so many beautiful um, you know, occasions and with so many beautiful friends. You know, Peter, what, what, what I realized from watching the videos and the images on um, Twitter was actually... 
and you've noted this as well, is is what a scientific process actually making wine is. It's not like I'm going to just throw a bunch of wine into a bucket, squash it all down with my feet, and the next thing I'm going to have a perfect um, bottle of wine or certainly a perfect glass of wine. Because there's all these things that you're mixing in like a chef, but also, as you say, checking temperature, measurements, carbon dioxide, ethanol, sugar. Like how do we look at all those processes? Um, mm-hmm. One forgets how, how I suppose – how scientific this process really is. Yes, it, it, it is so scientific. And, and, and however, if you look at the origin of wine, which, which originated more than 4,000 uh, 4, years before Christ, uh, there's, there's indications of wine being made then. Obviously, the process was, was more, more basic than it is now. It has become yeah. much more refined. And, and, and I, I would think that is where the scientific part is coming in. Uh, but it is still a very natural process. And, and if I can take you through it, uh, you, you need to have the, the correct quality of grape. Uh, and the grape have to grow in the correct uh, terroir, which is the French terminology for the specific location yeah. where the grapes are grown and the specific uh, microclimate uh, and all of that to produce the, the correct flavor compounds. Uh, and, and the correct sugar um, content of the grapes. So, so you need your, your, your product to be grown in the, in, the, in the perfect environment, which our area is, is typically uh, designed for by nature. And, and then you have to, to, to harvest the juice out of that grapes. So if I can have uh, point out the difference between making wi- white wine and red wine, yeah. there is a big distinction. Because with white wine, you need to get the juice separated from the skins and the seeds or the pips as soon as possible and to cool that juice down as soon as possible because white wine is much more, um, uh, it, it's much more uh, refined, if I can use that word, but it's also um, uh, something which is more refreshing. Where yeah. with red grapes, you, you, you keep the juice with the skins until the end or almost the end of fermentation. And the reason why you keep the juice with the skins is that the color of red wine is in the skins. So you need the fermentation process to go, to to proceed, while the juice is in contact with the skins to extract that color. Oh, to get the color out of the grape, yeah. Out of the skins. Okay. Because if you take a, 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 a berry of red grapes and you press it, you will see that the juice which is coming out is white. So that's why that fermentation process is taking place together with the skins. Sorry, I was interrupting. We need to go to a break, but when we come back from the grape, I do have one quick question for you. Two, actually. Yes. Yes. At SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. So we're looking at harvest time in the Western Cape. A lot of wine farms, not all of them right now, but a lot of wine farms are busy harvesting their grapes and looking at the creation of diverse wines. And uh, I started to get interested in how this process worked because of someone I was following, Jacques Tehuda, on Twitter, and started to really look at some interesting images of it and also videos of it as well. We've got Peter Carsten, who's the cellar master at Slunghook, on the line. Peter, one of the things I wanted to ask you was you mentioned the pips and the skin that all gets squashed and out and what happens to it do you feed it to farm animals do you feed it to cattle to pigs what happens yeah 
Yes, certainly we we de, we, we certainly um, recycle that uh, um, the, the the rests, if I can put mm. it that way. We, yeah. we use it uh, for compost. Yeah. We use it for um, for for animal feed, as you uh, correctly mentioned. Yeah. And then the seeds or the pits are also used to um, to harvest uh, grape seed oil, which you can use for cooking, oh. or which is also used for uh, in, in chemicals and also beautician products. Uh, and and we are happy to have a company in South Africa which are specialising in uh, recovering that uh, extra. Um, uh, products from that rest out of the uh, out of the skins and the seeds. Uh, there also something something uh, which is very uh, well known is bicarbonate of soda. Yeah. Uh, that is also something which is recycled from the from the rest uh, within the in the skins of the of the grapes. So we're really looking at a circular economy without even thinking about it like that. Peter, uh, one of the things I was wondering was the. Timing, the pr- timing, the length of time it takes to do what it does and how particular you have to be with the timing as well in the making of that wine. Yeah, and I think certain um, cultivars, and, if I, if, and if, when I mention the word cultivar, that is the variety of the grape, yeah. um, has, uh, is much more forgiving than, than others. And hmm. if I can use Savio Blanc as an example... Sauvignon Blanc has a specific uh, flavor profile, yeah. which does not like heat. Uh, and therefore, the harvesting timing of Sauvignon Blanc is very special. You need to follow the ripening process very thoroughly, and you need to harvest it just at the right spot. Because if you leave it too long, it, and if it has become too hot, you will lose the, the delicate flavor profile. Um, and, and, and if you harvest it too early, it, the flavor profile will be too green. So, therefore, it is very important to follow the ripening process by uh, analyzing it like every second day, tasting it every second day, or even more if you want to. Um, because the Sauvignon Blanc is a very um, uh, refined cultivar, uh, and all the cultivars that is used to make wine is from the the species Vitus vinifera, which is a selected grape species. Uh, and and, and Savio Blanc is one of those which deliver a complex type of flavors, but you have to follow it all the time. And once you harvest it, you have to keep it cool. You have to bring it in to the wine cellar while it's still very cool and cold. And then you have to get the juice out of the skins because it's such a delicate process and a delicate product. You don't want to extract too much of the tannins uh, because you want the final product to be refreshing. And if you wait too long and if you work to eat with the grapes too hard, then you will get too much of that tannin and you will lose the, refresh, the, 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 the refreshing um, abilities of that, of that final product uh, and, and you're not going to get the right result. Peter Carsten, thank you so much for joining us. Selamaster at Slanghook. I feel like I've had a lesson in winology or uh, how we grow grapes and make wine. I might have to go to Stellenbosch University and study all over again. It sounds completely fascinating. And it seems to me that I do have a taste for the uh, non-forgiving, the non-forgiving wine. Of course, the Sauvignon Blanc. It's not a forgiving wine. I'm not forgiving you. You are listening.